0: Welcome to the Soul Grit Podcast. I'm Ann Taylor McNeese, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I also love Jesus, and I'm passionate about all things gospel and therapy. I created Soul Grit to be at the intersection of mental health and Christian faith. Christ followers need a place to ask questions and get answers about mental health. Join me as we dive into real stories and real questions from people who want to honor God with their hearts souls, and minds. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Soul Grit Podcast. This is Ann Taylor McNeese. Today, we are working through the end of the Church Hurts series that's been here on the podcast since the beginning of October, and now we're here in the last week of November. I started this series just knowing that I had my own church hurt that I wanted to talk about and that a lot of people that I know also were experiencing church hurt, but originally I envisioned it as a four-part series that would, you know, take up the good part of a month and then we'd be done with it. But as I started working on it, there were more and more stories that kept coming out. It turns out there's no one that hasn't been hurt by the church. When I first heard someone make that statement, this was one of my daughter's teachers that actually said that to me, and I looked at him for a second thinking, what do you mean there's no one that hasn't been hurt by the church? And he said, well, think about it. There's those of us that have been in the church that have experienced hurt, and then there's people who never even set foot in a church because the church has hurt them, or they still have experienced church hurt in some way, even if they're not part of a church. And I thought that was a really profound statement and it made it all the more important for me to do this work. For today, I wanted to just wrap up the series by talking a little bit about where we've been on each of the episodes in the series and some of my reflections after hearing so many of these stories. If you've been with us through the beginning of October, episode 21 was titled, Why Church Hurts So Much. And in that episode, I talked about my own experience of church hurt. In 2020, our church was abandoned by our pastors, and the loss of relationship and direction and identity was heartbreaking. I didn't want to throw anyone under the bus, but I shared why it hurt so much for myself. And then I shared why I think church hurt is more painful than many other types of wounds we may experience. The depth of our spiritual experience opens us up to be cut deeply. I wanted to share a little bit in this episode about that very first episode. It released in the beginning of October, as I said, and a few days after it aired it was a Tuesday when it aired and I think maybe on Thursday I actually received a text from the pastor one of the pastors that hurt me last year and I immediately broke into tears and it took a good 24 hours to pray and to seek some counsel before responding and when I did respond I just let him know that I was not able to talk about it at this point without crying and that I did hope that he would listen to the rest of the series and that by listening to the series, he would know my heart around this issue. And then at some point, maybe down the line, I might write down what I'm feeling and thinking. And if he's willing, we might process it that way, but I wouldn't be able to talk about it right off the bat. And, um, he responded and said he was willing and we left it at that. And what I really hoped could happen at the end of the series was to give you some kind of neatly wrapped up fairy tale ending of being hurt and then finding forgiveness and redemption. And unfortunately, I'm not personally at that point right now. Now, do I think that I have forgiven Yes, I think initially I did forgive and I sought to understand what might have been going on in their lives that caused them to hurt us in this way. However, I do think forgiveness is layered. It's not a, it's not a one and done thing. And you might argue with me or send me a sermon or something that talks about forgiveness in a different way. But I don't always think that Forgiveness has to be immediate or conclusive, or that it always has to mean reconciliation. One of the biggest things that's preventing me from seeking reconciliation in this particular situation is that I continue to see behavior that is hurtful to other people that I care about. And I don't see a good sense of taking responsibility or being accountable for the hurt that was caused. While I can forgive them on a spiritual level, and even as a therapist, understand that hurt people hurt people, and their own burden or burnout or woundedness was probably what caused them to do what they did, I'm not at the point where I'm going to allow that back into my life. And that is a boundary that I have for right now. So that kind of got sad for a minute. Let me move on uh, to some of the other episodes in the series. Episode 22 was called Counseling Through Church Hurt. I interviewed Dawn, who is also a LMFT a a a counselor in Minnesota. She specialized in helping people overcome trauma from abusive relationships, whether that's church or spiritual abuse, it still falls within her expertise. So we talked about narcissism and how the pastoral role has all the perfect ingredients for a person with narcissistic traits to thrive. And we shared some of our own church hurt experiences from 2020. And we talked about parenting our young children through the change in church communities. What was really interesting to talk to Dawn in this episode was really I I was approaching her as a An expert because she works with people. This is her job to work with people who have suffered spiritual abuse or other church hurts. And what came out of the episode was that even if you're a therapist or a professional who does this for a living, you're not necessarily going to be immune from being hurt yourself in the church. What I do like, and this is going to be true for all of my guests, is that all of them pushed forward. When you have a solid faith in Jesus, you can continue to work through the church hurt, and you might take some time with your family or with a counselor, and uh, you re-engage in the church environment in a healthier way. And that's what we saw Dawn do as well. After that, I had to episode 23. That was What to Do with Church Hurt. And this was a retelling of a blog post that I did put out in the fall of 2020. My church hurt was fresher then, and I typed up six tips to help people walk through church hurt without losing their faith. And revisiting them, I thought, wow, am I going to feel the same way about the tips that I wrote when my hurt was fresher? And I think that they're still valid. Not easy, but valid. So if you are looking for just a really practical way to uh, continue to walk with Jesus and with the church when you are hurting, that's going to be an excellent episode for you to listen to. After that, in episode 24, I interviewed Sovon Penn, who is a counselor in Oregon. We talked about the experience in church leadership, feeling moved to switch churches, and the the pain that we sometimes don't get to share with anyone when that happens. Uh, so Vaughn has worked with many people going through church hurt and has unique insight on how defining ourselves in church roles or identities can lead to disappointment and frustration. Then we talked about how sometimes we have to make church decisions for the best interest of our kids, even when it might be hard for the parents. And we found out that we both believe deeply in discipleship happening through small groups. So. If you heard that conversation, you saw just what a genuine and gentle spirit Sovon has, and I just really appreciated talking to him because you could feel how deeply he cares for people within his church community, and yet also his children were the first priority in finding that good church home. And then even just being in the position of a therapist or a church leader, we don't always have somebody that we can talk to about uh, those times when we have to make a hard decision or uh, make a change like that. There's, There's very few people who it feels like will understand that. After that, we had episode 25, A Pastor's Experience of Church Hurt. And that was when I talked to Pastor Scott Distler, he was a pastor of an influential church in northern Michigan, um, but before that he was betrayed and wounded by the church that he pastored in Pennsylvania. He sought counseling and trudged his way through depression until God blessed him with his new ministry. Part of his healing journey was writing this book, The Cave, When Ministry Becomes Misery. He shares about the stories of betrayal and despair in biblical figures like Joseph and Elijah, and then he has a way of comparing that to what happens in modern ministry. Sometimes we have that experience of being in a pit or being in a cave and how dark that feels and how to get out of it and he has a heart to help any ministry leaders who have been hurt in the church and he even you know made that offer on the podcast that if there's somebody that you know who is in ministry, they're a pastor or in in other forms of ministry that needs to talk about the pain of being in that position and feeling betrayed or feeling burnt out that he is somebody that they could talk to. And I would recommend that book for anybody in that position who needs to just see a light at the end of the tunnel or see a way through. It was really interesting having a pastor uh, speak on the podcast because a lot of these stories that I hear are from lay people um, like I said, when I talked to Sylvan and when I talked to Dawn, they're therapists who are also deeply involved in their church, but they're they're not in pastoral roles. So sometimes we forget that it's not just people that get hurt by church, but it's actually pastors and ministry leaders that get hurt by church as well. And I think the important thing about that is that if you are a pastor or a ministry leader that has not dealt with the hurt that you've experienced, there's a really good chance that you're going to go on to hurt people. You're, when you're in that role, you have uh, authority and influence over so many lives that it's a really good idea for you to work through the hurt, the betrayal, the pain, and to make sure that, that you're good to go in future ministry. After that, we actually talked to another pastor, um, Heather Sanford, who was in a pastoral position at a local church here to me. Uh, We shared how our boys played flag football together, and that's how we got to know each other. What's so interesting is that, like I said, you can't really go anywhere without meeting somebody who's been hurt by a church. And when I found out, actually, I knew that uh, Heather was a pastor before that, you know, I... I was over for pizza and swimming at her house, and I heard the whole story unfold as we both shared some of our hurt, and um, I, I said, Heather, you have to be on the podcast. I want you to talk about this. She wasn't a lead pastor, but she was in um, an associate pastor position and really uh, found herself running up against you know different ideas of how ministry should be done. And how people should come to the table with their different ideas and be able to workshop them and, and talk about things and really figure out um, God's leading on the gospel mission. And she felt really shut out. and. As she shared in that episode, she's still trying to figure that out. She has to drive past that church that hurt her every single day. She is struggling through depression. She shared about her own counseling and, and journey with that. And I'm, you know, I'm going to keep bases with her. I know that um, Heather is going to come out with her faith intact, but her involvement with church may look different than it has for the rest of her life. And so I I think there's space for that. Sometimes uh, something big like this that happens is going to change direction of where you're going, and sometimes not. Like in my own life, my husband and I have always been part of small group ministry since we were in college. And even though, you know, we've made a switch, we've had to go to a new church, we've had to meet new people, find a new place for ministry, my heart is still drawn to small group ministry. And so that's where I think I'm probably going to end up serving again. But for some people, that may not be true. After that, we got to talk to Brenna Rubio, who is a pastor of a church in Long Beach. This was episode 27. It was called, What is Deconstruction? I might spend a little bit more time recapping this one because I found out afterwards that we didn't necessarily answer the question, what is deconstruction, from uh, ground zero. We may have answered it from a point of view of somebody who already has an idea of what it is. So I'm going to go back a little bit. Um, The reason why I wanted to talk to Brenna about deconstruction is that she she pastors at this small church where there's a lot of people who maybe don't fit. She used the analogy of the crop circle where everything that's within that green circle is being watered by the irrigation system. But there's these corners of the lot that just aren't getting the water that the other uh, that the inner circle is getting, and she was talking about how a lot of the people at her church are those people on the outside corners who just don't seem to fit. And w- what she noticed is that in a lot of conservative e- evangelical uh, culture, it's not okay to ask questions about faith or about the Bible or about God. It's just a given that you have to take what your pastor has told you, and that's that. Just to back up a little bit, deconstruction is really just the process of starting to ask questions about what you have believed in the past. So all of us have come into Christian faith with a certain set of basic beliefs, Uh, depending on what your faith tradition is, there may be small differences, but we're all going to agree on certain things like uh, that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he died and rose again for the salvation of man. Certain things like that we're going to agree on, but there's other things that we might not agree on, such as the way that we baptize people or the way that we interpret scripture or the role of the Holy Spirit, or the spiritual gifts. Some of those things we might not agree on, but they're not going to be things that we would say you would lose your salvation if you didn't believe these, or you you wouldn't be saved if you didn't believe these. However, there's a lot of other traditions that we do within the Christian church that may or may not be rooted in scripture. So, deconstruction is often the process of figuring out which of those things are actually helpful for me and my fellow man, and which of these things have been harmful for uh, my relationships, my mental health, my understanding of the world and of God. And so, especially when somebody has been hurt by church, sometimes this process of deconstruction is spurred on. So we talked about in the episode how deconstruction is kind of like when you're remodeling a room in your home. You're going to have to do some demolition in order to remove the old fixtures and features in order to put in the things that you want to be there. And some of the things that you take away are good to take away. Other things you really need to bring back in, in roughly the same form that you had, like, Let's just use an example. If I'm going to be remodeling my bathroom, I might take out an old toilet. I'm going to get a new toilet, but the function of the new toilet is going to be virtually the same as the old toilet. It might have new piping and it might have maybe a different type of handle or something like that, different shaped seat. But a toilet is a toilet for the most part. (laughs) I guess maybe this isn't the best to. Uh, talk about our deeply held religious beliefs and compare them to a toilet. But I wanted to just give you an example of something that really doesn't change that much over the years. However, things that do change might be like the paint color, the style of tile that I put on the wall or the floor, or the, the finish of the fixtures on my sink, you know, things like that you might change when you come to understand things at a deeper level. You have more maturity or you just have more experience with different kinds of people. You want to change those things. When you talk about deconstruction, there's a lot of fear among conservative Christians because they don't want to see their Christian brothers and sisters losing faith or believing things that are well, in essence, heresy. There's a, a let's say, a distaste or a, a, even a derogatory tone towards deconstruction. But what Brenna was trying to share with us is that deconstruction is a natural developmental process that we do as humans. What is, is damaging, I think, is when deconstruction happens without reconstruction, So if I demolished my bathroom and I didn't put a toilet back in or a sink back in, then I would not have use of the bathroom. It would become an empty and useless room of my house. So we always have to do reconstruction in order to figure out what are the things about my faith that are real and true and timeless I want to make sure I'm good with those things. And some of these other decorations, I might change from time to time. I don't know if that analogy helps with the uh, with understanding what deconstruction is. I think some of the um, points that Brenna shared, and I'll just reiterate here, is that it's really important to walk through deconstruction with supportive people who are are secure enough in their faith that they're going to be okay with your questions. And so if you're listening to this and you are a friend or family member of somebody who's going through deconstruction, be that kind of person. You don't have to be argumentative about every point of theology or doctrine for a person who's struggling to work through it. You can continue to pray and continue to hold those tenets of your faith that you know are, um, you know, make or break things. Like We also gave the analogy of like a a Jenga tower. So for me, and this this might not be true for Brenna, uh, for me, inerrancy of scripture, that means knowing that what we have in the Bible is the true and accurate word of God. That's one of my Jenga bricks. So if you take that one out, then a lot of other things I believe would no longer make sense. But different Christians believe differently. One of the questions I got about the episode that I did with Brenna was, well, you talked about having different beliefs, but what does Brenna actually believe? And I wanted to just make a point that that wasn't the point of the episode. And we mentioned that Brenna's theology is going to be a little more liberal and progressive than my theology. Uh, one example is that her church is affirming of LGBTQ people and relationships, and for me, I'm not at that point where I can read the scripture and what it says about homosexuality and gender and feel like that's okay to go there. So that's what I'm talking about with in um, you know, different interpretations of scripture. When I read it, I I still think that, like that is a form of being or lifestyle, if you will. I know that they, they, <laughs> people hate to use that term. That's not the life that I see God defining in scripture. However, like I said, I may be conservative in my theology, but I'm also going to be uh, liberal in my um, my social beliefs. So I'm going to love and welcome people without condoning the sin that I see in their life. This is going to get real sticky real fast. I just wanted to give one example of something that, you know, Brenna as a pastor of this church may have a different approach to some of these issues than I do. Uh, But what I wanted to be able to do here on the Soul Grit Podcast is to be able to talk to lots of different people with different backgrounds and different approaches to life and faith and mental health. And that's what we got when we had that conversation. Okay. So if you have more questions about deconstruction, I would, um, encourage you to email me or to follow Brenna on her, uh, on her Instagram, you can find her link tree to all the different things that she's doing. And we can talk more about that. I'm, I'm happy to receive your feedback and your questions, even if you think I was off base on something. So please, um, contact me. Here in our wrap up episode, this is episode 28, and it's the end of the Church Hurt series, but of course, not the end of Church Hurt. Um, I would like to say, as I said in the beginning, about my own experience and, and my pastors, whom I love so much and miss on a daily basis, that I, w- I would like to see reconciliation there. Someday. Um, I'm not there yet. And I will, like I said, I was really hoping I could wrap this up with a bow for my listeners and maybe even have that pastor come on and, and talk through things on, on the podcast. Um, maybe sometime in the future we'll do a follow-up episode where that can happen but I have to be honest, this series took a lot out of me, especially in the beginning. I was emotional. I was down. I was um, really feeling um, the spiritual warfare that's happening around this topic. And I asked for a lot of prayer from my Bible study group and friends and family, because this is an important topic for us to talk about. There's nowhere outside of a therapy room with a qualified Christian counselor, there's nowhere to talk about this. And I just think it's an important conversation. I'm going to continue to make myself available to have this conversation with people. If you're listening to this sometime in the future and you need to make a comment or a question, you can always still email me, info at soulgritresources.com or tag me, DM me on social media at soulgritresources, and I will be happy to engage with you. And as always, I encourage you guys to sign up for the mailing list. Um, you can find that at soulgritresources.com, Then you'll be aware of any new blog, any new podcast, or other resource that I might be offering. And I can't wait to be connected with you. I read every email and every DM, and um, just really love being engaged with you. Like I think I said, this is the first time I've done a series on the Soul Grit podcast, and it was fun and hard all at the same time to dive into a topic at a much deeper level, because I did it over eight episodes, and I think there will be more of that in the future. I'm planning on probably doing a series on trauma, maybe in the winter or spring of 2022. And before that, we have a little bit, a few episodes that are going to be a little bit lighter and a little bit more fun. I have next week coming up, Conversational Intelligence with my friend Nicole. And if you don't know what that is, take a listen and you're going to have much better conversations. Uh, hopefully here going into our Thanksgiving break or our holiday season. And then after that, we're going to be talking about joy with joy coach Robin Sheer. So thanks for tuning in today and listening to me ramble about church hurt and this whole series. Um, can't wait to be connected with you. The Soul Grit Podcast is a production of Soul Grit Resources. You can find more at soulgritresources.com or on the socials at Soul Resources. You can email me at info at soulgritresources.com.